Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Welcome to our next vlog. So my name is Michelle Frechette, as you, most of you know who watched our vlog. And today I have my um, very good friend here, Marianne Reising, who is visiting us today um, in place of Allie. Hi, Marianne. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. And one of the things I wanted to talk about on our vlog is ableism and how people who have disabilities, whatever that disability is, um, can sometimes face issues in public, in jobs, in lots of different places. You and I were talking beforehand that um, neither one of us has ever not gotten a job because of a disability, which is awesome. Because I know that there are people out there who, for whom that's true, has been true, that they've not gotten jobs because of um, the disabilities that they, that they um, face every day. But you and I haven't had that experience, but we have had other experiences yeah. for sure. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, ableism today. Now, um, you're not private about the fact that you have a disability. I'm not private about the fact that I have a disability. I have fibromyalgia. I, um, you know, carry extra weight. And there are times when I just can't walk, right? And I use a cane or I even have a scooter or, you know, for example, in airports and things where there'd be a lot of walking, I use wheelchair service. And that helps me a lot. So, yeah. And I know you deal with. Yes, similar. Yeah. So I have cerebral palsy and I'm on the um, mild end. It's, it's just affects my lower body and, you know, my gait is definitely um, not your average gait. (laughs) So um, yeah, but that is um, diagnosed when I was about two and a half, I think something along those lines. So um, yeah. So something you've dealt with a lot longer than I have, for sure, because fibromyalgia doesn't usually uh, present itself until later on, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, it's interesting because um, just as I get older, um, I, I've learned so much more about this. This as um, as someone aging with cerebral palsy with CP, it's 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 very um, it's been a, a, a you know struggle. Cause you're like, I can't do all the things I used to be able to do, you know? And um, so I've been learning a lot about, uh, you know, how to deal with aging and the aging process um, with, with, when you have, you know, constant um, different kind of movement of your body and what it does and, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, if anybody, you know, is also dealing with that, there are lots of, um, it's hard to find resources sometimes, but I've been um, finally been able to, I could probably even give you a list of good places um, to to go and, and just do read about it and, you know, kind of you're like, what do I do with this? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> this last year, I would say actually the last three years, I went from um, being able to walk, albeit, you know, painfully and, um, out of breath through an airport to just not being able to do that. And just like being just beside myself because I thought I was going to miss a flight because it just seems so far to walk. And for the first time in 2018, I used wheelchair service in an airport and it was like, wow, the, like the lights came on. Like, why wasn't I doing this before? because it's, it's a free service that I tip people. So it does cost a little bit extra, of course, because if somebody's going to push my ass from one end of an airport to the other, 
They deserve a little something extra, right? I I do. I do get that. But I also, I have a bit of a problem with tipping for, for those services Mm -hmm. in the airport. Um, I feel like if you have to use those services, you may not be able to afford that. Sure. I I really, um, I, I've had a couple of kind of, um, awkward moments with people who were expecting tips or, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have money on me or, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of left the situation feeling bad. And I, I, I just wish we could change that, um, culture of tipping sometimes because maybe, maybe if, maybe they should pay those folks a better Better. wage, you know, for this super important Mm -hmm. service that they provide people. Like I'm always so grateful um, for the same thing. Like, I'm always so grateful for the service. I'm always so grateful for help that I receive. Um, yeah. So, so I don't And I don't always tip unless somebody has been super kind to that kind of thing. I've had people who were pushing wheelchairs in an airport treat me poorly. And I like, aren't, isn't this your job? Like, aren't you supposed to help people who can't walk the length of the airport? Um, but one fellow was just, so rude about pushing me that he asked a passenger to help him push me up the ramp, which was mortifying to me. Oh, absolutely mortifying. Yeah. I'm like, you're asking it's a stranger. Crazy. It's not his job. And now I'm feeling like really, yeah. really, you know, uh, embarrassed. And, right. um, and when he got me down to uh, baggage claim, he stood there like I was supposed to give him a tip, but I just glared at him like, no fucking way, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. You don't get to make me feel. I think I had the same experience with that same guy, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, you don't get to treat me like shit. And then, and then stand there with your hand out, like I'm supposed to give you money for that because no, you don't, you're not going to get reimbursed for, for, (laughs) for treating somebody poorly. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I think it's just like having that, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of blame like you see in, in, in society about, you know, people, people walk into situations with bias or, you know, (laughs) what have you, what they're bringing to the table is not always Mm -hmm. what is really in front of them. And sometimes it's hard to like get past that, to kind of swim Mm -hmm. past that jerk, you know, and, and Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I've, I've had people like, look at me weird. Like, why is she in a wheelchair? Like her, her legs look like they work or things like that. Or, you know, yeah. you, you get to, um, just sticking with the whole airport thing. Like they get to the point where like, you're going to go through security and they're like, well, can you walk through there? And you're like, well, yeah, I could walk 10 feet. Right. Like, and then people yeah. look at you like, you just got special service. You got pushed to the beginning of the line. Like they, like, they're in a hurry. So like you get, you do get some preferential treatment. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but trust me that the rest of my life does not make up for that. <laughs> like, right, right, right. So it's not yeah. like the whole rest if of the world. If I had a choice, is... I'd rather be in line with you than right. not being able to stand for long periods of time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but, um, but we did, a, I did a poll yesterday on our mm-hmm. Twitter account where I asked, like, what do you think that people hear the most who deal with, who are disabled or deal with chronic or chronically ill? And I had I read that. I think, yeah. So one of them was like, well, you don't look sick. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. another one was like, you know, all you need to do is eat better. Another one was, um, 
Uh, you just need more exercise, you know. I, I thought of another one since then. I'm like, well, have you tried essential oils? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Or, you know, growing up, I, 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 so like, I can tell you some funny things about like when I was a kid, I remember um, people wanted to pray over me and to touch me just because thinking that if they prayed over me that, that I would get up and walk normally or, you know, I, I shouldn't even use that word, but, you know, typical. Yeah. Um, really hard. I'm really trying to get that out of my vocabulary because it, it has a purpose, but it's kind of doesn't really work in our world anymore. Right, so right. I try to tell my kids, I'm like, we're all, we're all, you know, we're all unique and everybody has a, you know, Mm -hmm. try to use the word, you know, typical situation typical or average. I think sometimes. I've heard yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just, just try to try to get that out of the, of the vocabulary because yeah. we all bring something to the table, you know, and Absolutely. we all, and, and I was, when, if you see me in a wheelchair going through the airport, like, you know, nothing about me, you know, you don't know that, you know, and I don't, I don't owe you an explanation either, right, you know? Exactly. So sometimes, cause a lot of times you feel like you have to explain yourself mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and I've had my family like explain me to strangers and I'm like, and like afterwards, I'm like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you know, like you don't, we don't owe anybody anything, you know? Right. And, um, and I guess in, in, but if I had had this conversation with you 20 years ago, my, my whole stance would be different, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I am where I am now, you know, and you have a lot of life in between and, um, you learn what you can handle and what mm -hmm. you can't. And, and I, I mean, I feel like I have, I am surrounded by so much love and support and, you know, in my life, I, I, I've really built, you know, something wonderful. I, and I'm so proud of that. And I'm so happy to have the people around me that I do, you know, and, and it's hard. Some days are tough when you're just like, Oh, you know, there's the pain is up here and I just want to be left alone and please don't touch mm -hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, but you know, we all have yeah. those days. Everybody has those days, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I know you're kind of a web accessibility expert, at least you're my guru expert on web accessibility. <laughs> yeah. But mm -hmm. instead of talking about web accessibility, which is a huge topic and it's all over the place, I want to talk about um, tech accessibility when it comes to physical accessibility in co at conferences, especially. So yeah. a few years a few years back, we had the, the last last one in person. We're at Camp US. <laughs> yeah. And I specifically asked, it was the first time it was in St. Louis, and I specifically asked if all of the rooms were going to be nearby each other, because if I was walking like I had at the last WordCamp US, which was in uh, Nashville, I knew I wasn't going to be able to deal with the whole venue because it was so far to yeah. walk for, just to lunch and things like that. And yeah. I was assured that everything is really nearby. Well, my, you know, between the time that we were planning it and the time that we, I was actually going, my walking had, you know, what's the word I want? Deteriorated. Deteriorated enough that I really did need a scooter. And so I, we rented a scooter for that. And it turned out it was a good thing because what's nearby to an able-bodied person is not nearby to somebody who looks it's... at, you know, a hundred yards and thinks that's 
a marathon. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, you know, when people are thinking about putting together an event at a venue, thinking not just about, you know, are there elevators and are there curb cuts? Yes, those are great things to take into mind, of course. Are there other yeah. stalls that you can use a wheelchair in? Those are great things to keep in mind. But if you have events that are at one end of the building and then somebody has to be at the other end of the building in five minutes and, and they're walking with a cane or they they have a limp or whatever it is that, and are a walker and they're not using a rolling device, yeah, it's Herculean, right? Yeah. And so um, I've dealt and with that. I don't know if you've experienced that. It is so exhausting. Yeah, I've Lots. definitely gone to a couple of conferences that were like that. That it was all it was all marketed as like, oh, it's all in one building and it's all but like to get to lunch was a half a mile walk in the yeah. same building, you know. Yeah. So it, it and it's yeah. it's definitely um looking at it, you know, we kind of talked before about, you know, any kind of physical barrier um that that you see and like for doing WordCamp Rochester, you know, figuring out the venues for that. And um, I, I felt fortunate in my situation because I, I could actually say, okay, is this too far away? <laughs> you know, coming from my own experience. And um, I, we had some of those issues too. And like, so, so the one thing that I made sure that a lot of, uh, and somebody else may not have done it. I made sure I had a golf cart to take people to lunch that needed it, you know, like, mm -hmm. and that wouldn't have been available if I wasn't one of the organizers, you know? So um, it's, it's those things, like just keeping those, those little things in mind when you're, you know, looking at mm -hmm. your physical space and, and seeing, um, you know, looking at it through somebody else's eyes that may not be able to get from A to B in that five minutes, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Another thing that I've encountered at WordCamps as a speaker is a raised platform without a ramp. Yeah. So, and, and to some people, it's like, what's well, only two steps? And yes, I can do two steps, but two steps is still difficult, especially at the end and of I day might two. might fall. Right? I mean, I could fall. Anybody could. I mean, let's face it, any, any able-bodied right. person or whatever typical person could still fall. But yes, those of us who can't lift our legs as easily, right? My toe can catch on that bottom rung and it has. Um, at, at an Airbnb, my toe caught on the bottom rung um, for a WordCamp Buffalo a few years ago. And I went down hard on those steps and yeah. I still have an indentation in one of my shins from hitting that. I hit it so hard. But, oh um, right. And you don't want to see that. You don't want to do that in front of a room full of people. <laughs> no, that's the, like, what is yeah. it we always talk about? Um, I was like, are you all right? I'm like, yes, just my dignity is bruised, you know? Yes, exactly. A dignity for sure. But the blood mm -hmm. will go away, but the dignity will hurt forever. Right. <laughs> but if you do, if you do have a raised platform, are you sure that none of your speakers need accessibility, mm -hmm. you know? And right. yes, we ask right. that question now, but, um, but sometimes people still don't think about what that means. For me, uh, I got to WordCamp um, Boston and there was just a one step up onto a dais, but I would have had to stand for 45 minutes to deliver my talk. And oh. so I asked for a chair. I always ask for a chair to be able to sit down and do my talk. But now the podium was higher than my head. So how was I supposed to do that? So they, right. they ended up moving the podium to the floor 
which then was at desk height for me. But it was like all these accommodations in front of a room full of people when they knew that I had an issue and they waited till the very last minute to make adjustments. Yeah. It's still embarrassing, right? Yeah, right. So, so not embarrassing to mind. me. I'm like, do it up, do what you got to do. I, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I, and I think that I, I honestly, I, it's, I think it's getting better. I, and maybe I'm just, do I have rose colored glasses? I don't know. I think, I think there is, um, that if, if we were talking about this 40 years ago, when there were no, yeah. you know, cutouts in the, um, Curves, in the yeah. sidewalk, in the curbs, you know, if the ADA or, you know, any God love Judy human and all the work that they all did, you know, to help people like us mm-hmm. going forward. And um, she's like my hero. <laughs> so anyway, but just, you know, making that, that we are, we, you know, we're, we're not hidden away anymore, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. And I guess. Maybe it wasn't so much that that was embarrassing. Certainly the thing in the airport was embarrassing, right? When, when somebody grabs a stranger, Um, it's just that it throws your whole like thinking, I'm about to give a speech. I was about to give a talk. Uh, Everybody's watching in the room. And now we have to take three minutes or four minutes to make adjustments at the front. It just throws your gate off, not your physical gate, but like your mental, you know, your mental thoughts process off. So right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate when those kinds of things aren't taken into account early enough. I think. Yeah, that's a really so. good. Uh, that's a real like. I, I I will remember that going forward. You know, doing any of kind of um, event planning kind of stuff. It really is, mm-hmm. and it and you know, folks really appreciate it too. And the, and even the people who don't necessarily. Um, need an accommodation mm-hmm. after the fact they'll say wow that was such a great venue because everything was so close together or it was so easy to get in out of in and out of the rooms like it benefits everybody right it really does so it's not just the people um you know like you and me who really need it everybody benefits you know mm-hmm. it's not just um just for folks like you and me that's what I said yeah exactly I think it, the the benefit is wider and um people like they didn't even know that how good it could be you know (laughs) when you make something really accessible yeah no I think that's true and the more you can include people the better the experience right so if you and I were excluded because we couldn't attend an event like that they've missed out on some pretty good people that they could have talked to (laughs) absolutely we're pretty and awesome. Yes, <laughs> you are pretty awesome. And there's so much like getting that kind of just just learning about other people's experiences and, and mm-hmm. learning from I mean, we there's a lot that you have to offer to the world, you know, that that we have to offer to the world. And uh, yeah, I, I am much more, um, you know, uh, the the getting getting the experience with all different walks of life, all different, you know, I, I, I can't stress how important it is for, you know, to have that inclusive piece that any kind of event you do, you know, it really, I mean, did I, I never remember seeing like, even like when the president's talking now, like they have a, a or, um, or the governor or anybody that they're talking, they always have a sign language interpreter. Like mm-hmm. we never saw that growing up. And now it's like, it's at every speech and I just I, I 
it's I just I love it so much you know, <laughs> so like, much I better. Just, it's so much better because you're yeah. now you can talk to everybody in their native language you know <laughs> like what works for them and I just I love to see that and it's um, and there's no special door you have to go in or there's no like any, you know, that it's just all there, you know, for everybody to, you know, to, to enjoy whatever it is, you know, like it, right. it, I, I feel like it just makes everything, um, everything better. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there are no second class citizens. Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. What's one piece of advice you would want to give to people in general, not just, um, you know, not just organizing events and things like that, but, but when you think about people with disabilities, physical disabilities, especially, and you think about the general public, what's one thing you'd want the general public to think about when it comes to other people with disabilities? I think that like, like have an open mind, first of all, that, that the person in front of you, they're a person. Yes. And they have a life. And I, I've gotten away from, I mean, growing up, there was a lot of like, people would assume I had, you know, a developmental disability because physical equaled, you know, a mental mm-hmm. or some kind of delay or something, you know, like, and I mean, and as soon as I talked to them, then that kind of went out the window. But there was that bias there was that preconceived notion of of who that person was in front of them Mm -hmm. so I think my advice would just be have an open mind and 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 acknowledge the person you Mm -hmm. know acknowledge the person's humanity in front of you because at the end of the day that's what we all are you know absolutely I think that one thing I would add to that is every disability is invisible yeah you know, so I, I've seen stories of people who are amputees get yeah. reamed out by people for parking and handicap because they get out and walk and then they pull up their pant leg and they're like, you don't think this is a disability? Oh <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. Like it's a titanium I, leg. Yeah. Right. Right. Or that whole, you know, that they just, that those assumptions are made that, that, you know, or they think they, they know you or they think they, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I've been touched many times without, because people thought they were helping me. Mm. And, and I'm like, that, that's one other piece of advice. Like don't touch someone in public. I mean, now it's way different now. Now we're in, you know, COVID world, mm-hmm. but like, don't, don't, if you want to offer help, awesome, but mm-hmm. don't touch anybody unless right. they, you, you give them like, you have explicit permission mm-hmm. because I've been given help before that was not, not helpful, not helpful, but I didn't need it and I didn't want it. And, right. and it was, it was, it, those can lead to some very awkward moments and, and I shouldn't ever have to feel bad right. for somebody else's, you know, lack of understanding of how to handle a social situation, you know? Exactly. Don't push somebody else's wheelchair. Don't, you know, assume somebody needs help standing up. Don't grab somebody who's blind because you're going to show them the way. Like none of those things are okay. Yeah, I know. And, and also, I, I just want to say like, at the end of the day, if you see somebody at the end of the day and, and 
like I'm exhausted, you know, like the, the amount of energy it takes me to do something is, is higher, um, Mm -hmm. than you would think. And, and my, you know, some days I just, I'm like, okay, it's time. I need some quiet, you know, and give that person the space for that. So that's great advice because as soon as we're done recording here, I'm going home and sit on my couch. (laughs) (laughs) And and you deserve it. (laughs) It's been a long day. That's right. It's nine o'clock at night. I've been here for 12 hours. It's time, baby. It's time. Yeah. Marianne, thank you so much for being so open and talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Everybody out there. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for for being here. And everybody out there, we'll see you next week on the vlog. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out in the meantime. (laughs) It'll be great. We we hope this has been helpful. And if you have ideas for us, um, things that you'd like us to include, just let us know on underrepresentedintech.com. Thank you. This episode of the Underrepresented in Tech podcast was sponsored by Yikes, Inc., Learn more about their professional WordPress development and design services at yikesinc.com. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of our podcast, want to utilize our database, or just want to say hi, visit us at underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.